Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Brick Lane One Love Pale Ale, brewed by the award-winning team at Brick Lane Brewing. Drink responsibly. Access to the best in construction industry training. Call Master Builders Victoria today. Afternoons on SEN. Welcome back to the show. Brett Phillips will join us uh, very sh- shortly. Of course, host of the first serve, 8pm tonight on SEN. Andy Marr, Andrew Gaze uh, getting ready at the back as well for a big show between 3 and 5.30. I said 3 and 6 the other day, but it is... 3 and 5.30 now for the boys. I tell you what, you've got to cut some quality content out when you're getting off at 5.30. Seriously, Rod and some of his nerdy mates have clearly got together here on the Temper Text talking about the wrestling music. Absolutely loving the old school wrestling music. Please play Wolfpack and Stone Cold theme song. They have such a pop, says that. 315, as Andrew Gaze would said. I don't think Brett Phillips has got any interest in wrestling music, but he's got plenty of interest in tennis, as we say. First serve tonight, uh, 8 p.m., as BP joins us. Uh, plenty to talk about, uh, BP. Before we get it stuck into the Billie Jean King Cup, I, I, I had to read it twice today when I read that Rafa Nadal has never won an ATP Finals season-ending event. Is that right? That that is correct, uh, Jules. Uh, great to speak. Well, normally at this time of the year, he is so banged up that he's on one leg, uh, Rafa, and he normally makes an appearance at the ATP Finals. But what's been a regular occurrence is he sort of retires in his second round robber match, and he just goes there. And this is the great part about Nadal. I mean, these guys, obviously, uh, with all these big events, have uh, a contract to play, but also a contract to appear and and be part of the face of the tournament. But he's just never been cherry-ripe physically. And, look, he's come into this uh, ATP Finals, obviously a little bit banged up from the US Open, uh, became a father recently, so really put down the racket jewels for uh, a couple of months. Uh, great first set with Taylor Fritz uh, last night. He's been one of the stars of the season, the young American. But then, yeah, Fritz uh, went to work. Um, I watched him close to the ATP Cup where you sit courtside this year, and... Uh, the power of his ball off the ground, and the Dale talked about just the lack of reaction time last night, even as good as Rafa is. He just couldn't get into any groove. Uh, Fritz was absolutely belting that little yellow fluffy thing at a million miles an hour. So what does it mean for the rest of the tournament now? Because it's one of those tournaments where if you lose one match, you, you're pretty much done. So is he? can he get, what does he have to do to get through to the next stage? Well, yeah, they've got, uh, what, three round-robin matches in their group. So he's in the group with Kasparud, uh, Felix Auger, Eliassime, the young Canadian, and, and Fritz. So, I mean, you've got to, you know, certainly to get through to the semis, top two, you've got to be at least probably two and one. Um, so, yeah, it's not much uh, not much margin for error from here. And then, look, Rude and Auger, Eliassime played a great match uh, last night. So... Yeah, I don't have any great expectations for Rafa here because of his lack of match play. And, yeah, history says that he just hasn't been at his best in the, at this tournament. That's why he's never won it. 
Great week for the girls at the Billie Jean King Cup. Ultimately, didn't quite get there. Lost to Switzerland uh, 2-0 this morning. But what a week for Storm Sanders. So much so that even the great Billie Jean King herself was gushing in praise for how she played. Yeah, she was, uh, Jules. She was fantastic, Storm. And uh, she's soon to be Storm Hunter. She's getting married. Uh, she's flying back I and saw getting that. married this weekend in Melbourne. So we're going to have to get our head around that come the Aussie summer. Storm Hunter, not Storm Sanders, but we've got used to it with Dasher becoming uh, Gavril over to several over the last 12 months. So that's part of the course. But look, Storm, if you go back 13 months ago, we had her on the first serve. She was on the cusp of the top 100 in singles. Lefty, big off the ground, dynamic, uh, good serve, and then just lost her way a little bit. In the same time, she's got into the top 10 of doubles in the last uh, 12 months. But she showed in the last week that she should still be factoring in singles. I mean, she's later in her 20s now, been on the tour a while, and we want some of these girls to step up and, and crack the top 100. She's got the game, but it, uh, we just hope that maybe this week, and a you know, little, little whispering uh, Billy Jean in her ear might just give her the confidence that, hey, I've still got a decent singles career in front of me. So hopefully a nice little fillet for the summer of tennis. But yes, uh, we go into a 49th year uh, whether we haven't won the Fed Cup, now the Billie Jean King Cup, 1974. So we're close, but not quite good enough overnight. How did you think we should have been... I, mean, I know Storm Sanders' match was really close, but you're a bit disappointed in the performance of Isla Tomjanovic this morning, even though she's playing a very good player in Belinda Bencic? Yeah, I expected a much closer scoreline, particularly the year Isla's had. You know, a couple of Grand Slam quarters, uh, career high ranking of 33. It would have been higher if the Wimbledon points had have counted. She would have been uh, inside the top 30. So she's had a great year. I mean, it's so fascinating at this time of the year, Jules. The players are running on empty, basically. It's a long, long season from January through to November. And you've got to just pull out all stops. And look, Benchich is a, a, a world-class player, no doubt. Uh, but, yeah, Isla just didn't seem to have much in the tank. Um, and, look, she was good during the week, but, you know, lost against Great Britain on Saturday. Uh, luckily, we won the doubles and got through to the final. Uh, but, yeah, considering the year she's had, uh, yeah, I think she'd be pretty shattered that um, she wasn't able to play her part and, you know, keep Australia in that tie. And I'm sure on the first serve, we're speaking to Brett Phillips, host of the first serve, 8pm tonight on SEN. You'll be talking a bit about uh, Brandon Nakashima as well. Well, he's a beauty. Uh, America have always had great depth, as we know. But this is yeah, the next-gen ATP Finals. So we're into, the I think, the sixth edition of this in Milan. They trialled a few new rules. It's the best eight, 21 and unders. So we've seen the emergence of Alcaraz and Sinner and Holgarune and a few others who have won this tournament the last few years. Since he passed, won it uh, back, I think, the second edition when he beat Alex Dimonor. Uh, so Nakashima is one of, what, about 12 Americans inside the top 100. He's the youngest, and he's got a really, really bright future. So we'll see him down here for the whole uh, summer of tennis. Still sort of waiting for that dominant American to come through on the men's side, aren't we? I mean, growing up, you had Agassi, and you had Sampras, and then you had sort of Andy yep. Roddick winning uh, Grand Slams. But it's been a, a long time between drinks before they produced a, a real champion player. It's interesting because if you look at the Grand Slam nations, you know, you could put France in that same bracket. So France and America have always had so many players, so many talented players inside the top 100, but no one really putting themselves in Grand Slam calculations. Uh, you know, we know that, what, Yannick Noah, 83, the last French male, and we've got to go back to yeah, Roddick, and before that, obviously, the dominance of Agassi and Sampras and 
uh, McEnroe before that. So they've got a lot of good players. That's because they've obviously got a huge population and they're producing a lot of uh, tennis talent, but not quite the, the mental fortitude. The Europeans now are, and uh, all the Canadians are, are grabbing, grabbing the limelight. So they've got some work to do. Yep, as you say, they've got some depth of talent coming through. What else can we expect on the first serve tonight, BP? Well, a little bit of a, a follow-up. We had, obviously, Craig Tiley, the CEO, yep. on the program last week, uh, which, um, yeah, has certainly made a bit of news, uh, Jules, about the state of Australian tennis. So we'll, we'll certainly circle back and follow that up from last week. There's been plenty of reaction. It's a passionate tennis community out there who all see it from a different lens. So you'll go into that in a, in a fair bit of depth uh, tonight amongst all the results and anything else that blows in onto the run sheet. How do you see the current state of Australian tennis? Well, I think as a, as a Grand Slam nation, we probably should be better positioned. I mean, we have a, a major here that makes you know, around $350 million annually. Obviously, it dipped a bit during COVID. And that money is obviously filtered into the performance uh, pathway here in Australia, Jules. So there's a strong argument that we should be doing a lot better. But yeah, UTR, and a lot of people listening to us, you know, follow tennis, a bit hard to get their head around it, but it was brought in as a way of um, trying to give our players a pathway to get to the top. So not in the ranking system, but UTR, rating if you like which has been pretty controversial and there's a lot of changes going on with that at the moment so yeah I think we should be producing certainly more players but we actually need a bigger calendar of tournaments here in Australia the other codes allow you to be in Australia to develop mm. yourself before you've got to go overseas and that's where tennis is trying to find that balance in a global sport where it's tough to get you know real estate to play tournaments so, yeah so what, what's you might have just given the answer away in your last comment there, but what's stopping us doing that? Is it is it a, is it a financial thing? Is it the calendar's too busy? Why aren't we seeing more tournaments here? Look, we do we do suffer from just our um, geographical yeah. location. There's no doubt about that. So it is tough. But you know, there's a lot of people. I speak to enough people who say we should be having a lot more than just one month of the year. Uh, you know, there's there's obviously challenges. ITFs at that second third tier level, which we do have but next to no crowds actually go to those, they could be marketed a hell of a lot better because the world number... I mean, think of a golf analogy here, Jules. Uh, whoever the world number 200 or 300 golfer is, we know they can play at a pretty yeah. good level, whatever tour they're on in golf. Well, the, the 200, 300-ranked tennis player is someone that is marketable. Uh, you know, They can actually play the game really well. If you're going to take it to all the regional parts of Australia and your provincial sort of cities, um, you know, if we can't generate a crowd to come along and watch, there's something wrong. So, yeah, I think there's the capacity, though, to produce um, uh, more tournaments here because the expense for our players to go overseas is enormous. And that's why the college pathway now is going to become so attractive because you get an education, you come out a little bit more mature and all your expenses are paid in the US college for four years. I think that'll be more attractive to Aussie players going forward. Yeah, certainly got its uh, challenges, Australian tennis. Uh, BP, thanks for your time. Looking forward to the first serve tonight, of course, 8 o'clock on SEN. We'll chat soon. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much, Brett. Uh, great to chat to Brett Phillips. Let's get our last break away. We might read out a few more 40 Wings temper texts. Of course, Andy Marr, Andrew Gay is coming up very shortly. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.